You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And this is Alex. And Lara. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. All right. Let's cheers, cheers it up, up, gang. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Let's see what we got here. Mm. I'll tell mm. you what it is after you taste smells, it. Smells smells nice. It smells kind of like mm. bourbon. Ooh, it smells different. Yeah, it's got a different Good. flavor. What do, you, what do we got here? It smells kind of like B vitamins. Yeah. You brought in it. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, it's called John B. Stetson Bourbon Whiskey. Nice. Uh, put a little can... put a little on your neck or your wrist for a little smell good. Legendary hats <laughs> since 1865. I have no idea what that means. Wow, Stetson hats. Stetson hats. This is Definitely. the same thing. Wow. So it's from them. From Wait a him. second. Is Stetson a brand or is it a style of hat? I thought it was a. It's brand. a guy, John B. Stetson. I. I mean, we must research. Is it kind of like khakis? Like khakis aren't a brand, right? It's just like no. That a, was right. that was style of pants. George T. Khaki. <laughs> <laughs> like oh Levi. goodness! This well, guy, it's good. Yeah, he's, he died in 1906, but he left us this tasty All beverage. Right. Now, is this a <laughs> Kentucky bourbon, or is this a, have we? Is this out of the Kentucky genre? Uh, I don't think it says. I mean, it's bourbon, bourbon. So obviously, 51 percent corn. You know, right? And it's uh, in the United States. It's from New York. Okay, mm. so it's a New York bourbon. Yeah. Well, John B. Stetson Spirits. Uh, they have an office in New York. I don't know if this is distilled in New York, but so we don't. We're not sure if it's been yeah. run through the Kentucky limestone ah, or no. Here you go. Uh, bottled by John B. Stetson Spirits LLC, Fairfield, California. Ooh, oh, all right. Yeah, California it's uh, a yeah, ha- half year old, six months old. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the a, minimum, right? Right, I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's a baby. Yeah, I mean, it could be half, or it could be one to two years old. I don't know. I like it. Pretty sure it's a half. It's year fine. Old. Either way, it's totally great. It's drinkable. It's got a little burn in the back of the throat. Mm-hmm. You guys got that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's good. <clears throat> so. Oh, he has a quote, by the way. Oh, what well, is please. it? It's, I think it's, you know, applicable to filmmaking. Make things right and the best they can be. Oh. Nice. I like that. That oh. fits this week's guest. As you may have heard, we have yet another guest on the show. Oh, we do. Another female voice you in the tell. filmmaking world. Yep. In making things. Unbelievable. I mean, pretty applicable. Wow. Yes. Yeah. She knows all about it. So who are you? Yeah. Who, who in the world are you? Yeah. Who am I? Well, Laura Linville. I'm from Augusta, Kentucky, so I like some bourbon. Thank you. And I've been doing this for 22 years, and I love it. Solid. Excellent. So in the filmmaking industry, what have you done, and what do you do? What is your thing? Well, I am a set designer, so I shop for props. I help design the look of commercials or print world, whatever I happen to be working in. And once I have an I usually a meeting with the director, and we come up with um, a look, and from there, it's gathering props, gathering images, sourcing out crazy things like bearded dragons. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna get into True that story. One. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Laura here was uh, she was the set set designer. I, I also want to say art director. Art director. So let's yeah. let's just take a pause. Your clarification. Let's get into some definitions. Yeah. Okay. You know, because you probably have you've used different titles, and people on sets think of different things. What is the proper title? What is the function? Does it matter? Educate us. I will try to educate you from the commercial world. Um, we wear more hats, I believe, in the commercial industry if we are in the art department 
you if you're the lead um sometimes you're called the production designer or the art director you also might be the prop master and the set dresser as well it sort of depends <laughs> mm -hmm. on the budget in the movies things are a lot more categorized and departmentalized and the the lines are more clear uh we tend to do it all if you're hired in the art department you know we do have depends on again the money but there's a lead person and that's my position hopefully i have a, a, enough of a team to <laughs> do what needs to be done but often uh, we have set builders within our department we have um, assistants and we just make it happen with whatever we're given usually very nice. Awesome. Well, yeah. I think that's a great jumping off point. Let's just get right into a case study. Let's do it. Yeah. So well, we talked about it before. Yeah, we, we talked about do. it. So uh, we had a job. Leap Frame had a job um, for Armstrong and they do residential ceilings and they wanted to show those ceilings off. And so I enlisted uh, mm -hmm. DP over here, Alex, to, to be on the team from a visual standpoint. Yep. And we brought in Laura as our art director. And the goal, we sat down and we said, okay, here's this objective we're trying to achieve. The agency uh, supplied the creative, and it was this idea of you can transform your room with a new ceiling. You can get rid of the popcorn textured ceiling, put in a new ceiling, and transform the room. And so that's kind of where we started. Mm -hmm. And so um, at that point, let's just kind of – this is all real talk. So at that point – uh, from your perspective, art direction, you see these storyboards, you got these ideas. What are you thinking? Well, first of all, we're trying to do two spots, number one. And we're trying to make use of being able to build these things ahead of time so that we can do all the shooting in one day. So we decide to use one set and convert it to work for both spots. Right. And when she says set, this was one of the first challenges was how big is this thing going to be? Which Alex, we brought him into the fold because visually he needed to know framing with the lenses, yeah. how big the set needed to be. So so I had to talk about, you know, we, we talked about, okay, how far back do we want to be? How much of the set do we want to show? What are our angles? First of all, we had to talk through the actual spots and like the, right. the cuts and have our cuts lined out. But ultimately yeah. we were selling a ceiling. Yes. So we needed a real looking room with a floor, yep. walls, and a ceiling. We had to be able to show it for sure, but uh, there is one part in the spot where you see the popcorn ceiling, um, and so we talked through a few different things. Do we actually make the ceiling a popcorn ceiling and then install the Armstrong? No, that takes too much time. So let's just do a fake cutaway to a, you know, a separate four by eight panel. Right. right. So that's what yeah. brought up the side rig. Yeah. Right. So uh, so we ended up building a si a small side rig where we had the textured ceiling. Yeah. On deck. Yep. Well, what do you remember what dimensions we decided on for the set? Yes, we and we did this by we you yeah. know, we did this when we were still in the preliminary just in your office yep. having the discussion. Yeah, we're we got it. we got out a measuring tape and we basically and we tried an app, to an app called Artemis, right. which uh if for anybody out there if if you don't have this app and you're in camera or actually if you're just in filmmaking in general, you should get it. Uh it allows you to plug in camera, lenses, all your settings and you can see a representation of what kind of a frame you'll get. Right. So and we needed to see how far, you know, camera was going to need to be back far enough at some points to see the ceiling. So mm -hmm. we ended up having to go 16 wide, which really isn't that wide. But, you know, in set world and set pieces, when you're building walls, you b build in four by eight sections because that's what materials come in. Yeah. So I, I believe that's what we went with. Or was it 20? I think it was 20. It was 20. No, yeah, it was we 20. ended up pushing yeah. for... Um, 
We went a little wide. Well, we, we decided creatively that we were not going to have three walls. Right. We were going to have one wall, and it was going to be a lockdown shot, so you were going to be able to see the ceiling and the back wall, and the side walls weren't going to be felt. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So correct? yeah, floor, ceiling, and back wall. That was where we went. And Boom. so we, that's when you said, well, if we're not going to have side walls, we got to have more wall. Yeah. Right. And that's when we pushed for 20 feet of wall. And at that point... From my perspective, and this is where, and this is where I want to hear your, a different perspective. At, at this point, I'm just going, great. Let's make a 20 foot wall. <laughs> yeah. But for your team, because your team was the one, that, talk about how how does a team come together to build right. a set this big in a compressed time frame and trying to make it flippable right. to do two back to back. Well, first of all, we did have some challenges because a lot of times we don't have to build a ceiling. Number one, that was actually. A big deal to have to build a ceiling and we had to build a framework that would house Armstrong's system which was uh, a rail and mm-hmm. you might be able to describe that yeah, better it's, but um, it's interlocking panels. Yeah, if you yeah. think of uh, like a nicer drop ceiling type of material that's lightweight but still has mass and it has to hold weight and there's right. um, there's a rail system that goes between floor joists or ceiling joists to hold it together. Yep. Right. So it has to be anchored in, and the ceiling has to be solid enough to support But that. not only yeah. that, our ceiling was, remember, 20 foot it was. by 14. like At least 14, or, I 14 think. 14 deep, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was, um, the challenge there was, I think the first question you guys asked was, how are we going to hold this thing up? Right. Like the ceiling just doesn't stay up. Right. That's where so, the gri- some grip gear came into play. You can talk more about the grip yeah. gear. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I just from my, I, I wasn't there during it. I think this was a, a Neil Burns thing. Uh, yes. But they ended up supporting the front edge. So the back edge of the ceiling where the wall was, you know, connected, the front was propped up with uh, big crank stands so that, you know, should we need to raise, lower, move, whatever, they were rollable and, you know, right. can get out of the yeah. way quick. So. So that is so we had to do floor, and that it that's a lot of floor fourteen mm-hmm. out tw- twenty wide, and then we had to build the walls. Building the walls wasn't a big deal, but we did talk a lot about how to turn it into two sets, and that was where we talked about wallpaper, right. paint, uh, paneling came in to now, play. When, when you build a wall, mm-hmm. is it a real wall? No, it's is not it a real drywall. Wall? Let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> okay. give maybe give some secrets of the trade away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not the builder, but I do happen to know one. Yeah. And uh, we use a lighter material, Luon, and it's much thinner than plywood. And it's, um, you know, like I said, we build out a frame that's four foot by eight foot because that's what the material comes in, and it's um, easily painted or papered or whatever mm-hmm. you want so and then you you do have to mud all the all the pieces together and then so sand yeah so that it's seamless so mm-hmm. that it looks like a real wall but definitely not the kind of wall you would want to put in your house no no <laughs> so, <laughs> not, kind of a, yeah not weight bearing <laughs> what no. were the uh so there were two sets what were the two uh kind of materials on the actual wall well we ended up deciding on the first set was going to be we wanted the homes to look a little vintage or just in need of updating grandma's house it was grandma's house (laughs) and this guy lived in it now and his wife wanted him to update it yep and the ceiling did make the big difference but we also took liberties with the props um, but we still tried to use some of the same furniture Mm -hmm. the key prop in that first set was the gold 
beautiful gold 60s yeah. sofa. Loved it. Yeah. I did too. And <laughs> then we, you know, just used some very colorful things and some vintage wall hangings and lamps and side tables. And then when we switched it out to make it look better, we just struck it away and, and made it a little more pillows actually matched, mm. nice rug, mm. better lamps. Yeah, they had it, a record it became that yes, one. it became a little. So we were going from grandma's old house to sort of a cleaned up update, right? Yeah. And, and, a, and the reason we wanted to do that was we wanted we wanted it to be realistic. The, these ceilings are a realistic impact on your room, so you you don't have to do a complete makeover because then at that point everybody goes, oh yeah, well of course the room looks different because you gave it a makeover. What we did was we just added a few accents and gave it an update. And it felt like, oh, wow, the room has been transformed. It's still the same room, but because of the new ceiling, it feels like a really nice update. And that's where we wanted to – and that was the fine line that, you know, me and you, mm-hmm. Laura, that, right. that we were kept pushing on that conversation. So, you know, as we talk about this creative, let's just rewind a little bit um, because I loved, I loved being a part of the process. So um, talk a little bit about your process because you kind of go into this world of like – Pinterest and lookbooks and scrapping and you come back to me and you're like, here's what I'm feeling. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how you how you go into that. Where where do you go to look for stuff? How do you find inspiration when you're given a creative um, challenge for a commercial? How do you come back to present a director with, hey, here's here's what I'm feeling. Talk about that. Well, first of all, we have a new wonderful tool, the internet, and it's so easy to pull imagery off of that. But you still want to have, you have to be able to search for what you're looking for and know what you're looking for. And I knew that since it was grandma's house, it was going to probably be something mid-century looking, which is a favorite. So it was fun to start looking into all of that. Uh, We really, really considered wallpaper and we were just going to build panels that we could Put right on top, but then we decided let's just stick with paint so yeah. it doesn't feel like a complete makeover. Well, like and, you said. and the other thing too, because because I agree, me and you love the wallpaper. Yeah, we were like, we yeah. got to have wallpaper. We did, but really that came back to a time issue. It was because when we when we wor- worked with your team, which definitely let's get to who your team is um, in a second. Um, we realized that you couldn't just duct tape it up. No, if you were going to do it, you had to do it right to sell it. Correct. Right. That's right, and it was. It was going to be too much of a turnover, and we were trying to shoot two spots in one day. So we had to shoot in yeah. the morning for one and in the afternoon for the other, and we had to to at least make the this 20-foot wall look like two different rooms. Right. So, But I guess quickly back to how I then proceed after we have our first yes. discussion. Yes. I usually will pull a lot of imagery that I feel is what... I think you're looking for. Right. And then I feed it back to you and because you have to share meaning because mm-hmm. believe yep. me, I've been on plenty of projects where you realize, hmm, your vision's not that's their vision not or vice what versa. they're looking for. And that's okay. It You just have to get mm-hmm. on the same page because my job is to execute what you want with, of course, throwing in my ideas and maybe they fly and maybe they don't. But I feed that back to you. Right. We sift through what our favorite look is and then, and that process that's... was very much like a game of love hate. So she like was throwing stuff up on her iPad to me, and I'm like, love it, hate it, love it, hate it. So yeah. it was really fun and and a, and a cool exercise where she was able to to like, okay, great, I'm eliminating one point of view and I'm verifying another. Yeah, right. I'm going to jump in here because I was also 
slightly part of that process yes, during absolutely. the pre-production thing. And we talked through- You're always a part of the process, Alex. I'm just saying. We talked through some you, color <laughs> color palettes yes. and some uh, talking like TVs and uh, yeah. just different props and how that would kind of play and all work to match the look. Well, the biggest reason you came yeah. into the picture is because Laura introduces the idea of a window. Which I love and, I, and, I, and I'm thinking, whoa, yeah. I know what this means. <laughs> yeah. Windows mean more lights, which means more money. And we already were like yeah. spending all of the money on this freaking yeah. set design. Well, the good thing was is that we were in a, a, a studio here, uh, Midwest Grip in Cincinnati. And so we had access to all this stuff. And if we wanted to, we could simulate oh, yeah. sunlight. So, But yeah. I, I'm sitting in the room and these two are riffing on windows and yeah. cetera. And I just see dollar signs <laughs> just going out the door. Just like, oh, yeah. there goes all well, the profit we margin. Were, yeah, we were talking about ways to add depth. <laughs> if you know, if we were shooting against a, a single flat wall, wall. <laughs> it was very challenging it's to boring. get any depth. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, that's kind of plain. Exactly. But and they're like, oh, no, we need three walls. And I'm like, oh, there goes my profit. Yeah. Well, there was talk of shooting, kind of raking down the wall, looking, right. you know, finding a third wall to get that depth. But we ended up actually, we should start off, I guess, by saying they were kind of Wes Anderson inspired spots to yes. begin with. Yeah. I mean, so in all his stuff, center framed, you know, pretty every once in a while, like shot against a flat surface, you know. Well, and very much symmetrical. So, That's one symmetrical. of the things that me yeah. and Laura talked about is, yeah, I mean, look, there's nothing new under the sun, people. Um you know, this was this was the type of creative for this specific spot with our mm-hmm. given budget where this type of style, obviously Wes inspired, was just right. I mean, there's that's all there is to it. It was just the right way to go. And um and so that helped drive sort of the confines. Mm-hmm. But within those confines, once we knew what the set was gonna be, we had rules to play by. Right. Exactly. So with those rules, knowing there was going to be symmetry, talk a little bit about how you went from, first of all, confirming with me and me and you were both aligned right? Uh, as far as, yes, this is the look, the before look, the after look. Mm-hmm. So at this point now, you have to literally make a room. You've got to get chairs and lamps. Right. And, so talk about that. Where do you get well, this stuff? Well, I can't tell you exactly where I get it because <laughs> then I would be revealing my Give secrets. Your, but, yeah. but honestly, we were actually creating in a in a way four rooms not really but but all, we mm-hmm. did have four changes yeah. you know before this, and after for each before and set, after for yeah, each set one set one before and after set two before and after yeah. right and i actually think we did that in in subtle ways but very quick ways and it ended up not being yeah too terrible of a redress but as far as places and I have a lot of sources in town. We are a, we are Cincinnati, so we do not have prop houses. We are not LA. We are not New York. We are mm-hmm. not Miami. We don't go to one place and get it all. So we have to go out and we have to look. Mm-hmm. You always look first in your own house and see what you have. <laughs> that's good. I like you that. Got, you got sources. Yeah, that's a great. What you're saying. That's a yeah. great. If you're listening, now's the time to take notes. Yeah. Always start at home. <laughs> <laughs> we happened to like some mid-century, so that was lucky for <laughs> you guys. Great. But you know, you we look. You can look in retail stores to find some things. We have a few places in town that will rent furniture, and we also then I I reach out to thrift stores, antique places. It depends. Uh, every single job is different cool. because every you know in this one we happen to be able to look for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but it sounds, not everyone is. It sounds like what I'm hearing is, and, and for those who are wanting to get into art direction, that sort of thing, build your network of Absolutely. vendors and people. And if you know people who are into furniture and collecting, like become friends with them. And if you go to <laughs> antique stores and 
that's kind of what I'm hearing is really hit the oh. pavement. And do you, do you keep track of those? Do you have an, do. a spreadsheet? Talk like, is Oh there... no, I don't have a spreadsheet. Okay, so I just... really, I should actually keep better <laughs> track, but I usually just put them in my phone and I remember I tag yeah. them with Google something Docs. like, you know, the bird lady or the bearded <laughs> the, dragon the guy. The dragon guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which worked out. Yeah. We had a bearded dragon, a giant lizard well, let me, in the spot. So here's the story. So, <laughs> So I think, and I might be making this up, but all of a sudden we, we come up with all these ideas and me and Laura are kind of riffing and she's hilariously throwing out all these things about what's in grandma's house. Um, but one of the other sets was this sort of guy in the den of his basement and his character was more of like a Kung Fu enthusiast, um, black action hero type of thing. And um, we started like just riffing on some ideas and she's like, well, what about like a like an alligator, like sculpture or whatever, those sorts of things. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And Komodo and dragon. So we, she, yeah. she we th- wanted an iguana. Yeah. What, didn't we really yeah. want, we wanted well, an you, iguana you, first. Yes. Well, you, yes, I think you're right. We talked about Giant something. Lizard, yes. And we were like, we need a reptile. Yeah. We need a reptile. <laughs> that That's says, basically what it was. That we says were like Kung Fu. Yeah. And then you said something and then I was like, yes. I was like, no, we need a real, <laughs> we need a real iguana. Or something, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I, I remember because you said something. You were like, "All right," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she, <laughs> she's gonna get like do this it. might yeah. happen." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I get a text from Laura like a couple days later, and she's like, "I've got an iguana guy." <laughs> it was great because we show she showed up with her iPad full well, of photos. Like, yes, here are the options. Not for- <laughs> only did she find a bearded this, dragon guy, yeah, we had a breeder. Options. This it, one's pinky. This one's orange. <laughs> this one's. Lucy. It was yeah. like a casting. It, we, it was literally yeah. a casting for iguanas. Bearded dragon beard. casting. It was right. awesome. It was fantastic. I just yeah. happened to hit the jackpot. It I did. went into a pet store yeah. and I went actually looking for iguanas or some sort of reptile. Exotic and creature. The, yeah. And the lady said, oh, we have a guy here. He he has bearded dragons <laughs> at home. Them. He breeds them. At uh, one point, he lived in New York and had 60 bearded dragons in wow. his home. That Can you amazing. imagine sleeping I in that house? I don't even house? know, dude. No, I can't. No. But now you've got this guy in your back pocket and yeah. he's your shoes. And he was like the <laughs> nicest guy. He was super sweet. And the yeah. dragon was yeah. super sweet. What's I do. his name again? I forget, but it was amazing. Oh, I forget. I but I do have to throw out that our uh, our PA on set like <laughs> flipped and turned into the bearded Robert. dragon handler, Robert yes. Simpson. Yeah. He loved that dragon. Dude, that thing sat on his shoulder. It, he would like it feed it. It broke his heart when it had to leave. He was the only one that could tame it. Very sweet dragon. Yes. Very so, sweet. So, uh, so let's let's on that point. How often in your position are you requested to find really bizarre stuff like that? Often, and I always am so excited about the hunt. I I just can't tell you the the weirder the item, <laughs> the better for me. I it's like a treasure hunt or a scavenger yeah. hunt, and you know you make so many calls to f- get to the right place. This this is a job that I just worked on recently, and I I needed a wrestling ring, so I start calling a real professional wrestling ring, like and a I, functional, a yes. functional one that wow. had to be built in Midwest, and yeah. and I needed, you know, wrestlers were going to be on this, so it had to be a real one. <laughs> wow. You know, we weren't going to build it, so I start calling around, and it has to be one that's travel, it can travel portable. and portable. Yeah. So I like, oh, sure. okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. Huh. So I start calling, and I. I call a place in North Carolina, hap- just, you know, there are all these different places, and 
I somehow. This is amazing. Well, here's the thing. This guy says, you know what? I'm going to give you the number of this guy who, who maybe he remembers somebody in your area. Oh so that guy emails me back and says, there's a woman that I sold some kind of wrestling ropes to. Uh, this is her name. She lives in Dayton. Yeah. Isn't that near you? It's I'm amazing. like, yeah, it's kind of near me. So I call this lady. <laughs> she works at Wright State and she's at her working, her regular job and she's not there, but she calls me back. I like all these weird people. They call me back. Or I'm you, the weird one. What was, your, what was your voice message when you called? <laughs> You're like, uh, hey, what's up? Um, looking for I a hear you got a wrestling ring. ring. Right. Yeah. I just say, well, this is what I'm looking for. And perhaps you know someone. And she was kind enough to call me back. And she said, here's the name of someone. He he owns uh, Rockstar Pro Wrestling in Dayton, wow. and so Amazing. he he calls Gosh. me back too. It's like a friend of a friend of a oh yeah a contact no, of a friend of I a possibility to, of a exactly. dude of a guy yeah. of a girl. <laughs> I I have to get online, call North Carolina to get a woman in or in Dayton to for another guy, guy yeah. in Dayton, and then he actually ended up really and truly bringing me. Oh, we rented so it, good. and he brought it, and he brought a team to set it up, and That's it was amazing. great. Wow. Yeah. Don't you feel a lot of times? Wow. I I feel like this a lot of times on in production. That if you just put it out there, the universe mm -hmm. aligns for you. Yes. I had to sweat it out a little bit, but yes, because you're dealing, I have to deal with people that are not in production. Mm -hmm. And this guy doesn't understand how badly I need this because I'm going to have 50 <laughs> people there that day. And if I don't have something for yeah. the wrestlers to be standing on, then what are we going to do? Well, and typically with production, you like, there's never enough time. Well, you have five days yeah. to make yeah. this you're, happen. You're, you're hey, notified like so you get not the, enough. <laughs> you get the creative brief and you're like, oh, here's the spot. And, and it says all this stuff and it's like wrestling ring. And meanwhile, you're thinking in your head, oh. Oh my gosh! I need to get a wrestling ring, and they're and they're probably just going, oh yeah, and the creative's going to be this and that. Like they have no clue what it takes for you to get the wrestling right. ring, and then they're like, oh, we need to shoot in like five days, and you're like, which is insane. Right? It's always okay. like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? This the, this is very typical of what I have to do. Mm. We need a lot of lead time to track down certain items. I wasn't even supposed to start on that job until I'll say a Friday, a week after I actually started on it because yeah. I got the information and I know how long it takes to make something happen. Sure. And so I knew I had to start the process in order for all these people to call me back. Yeah. And it did end up taking that long and I still didn't have a lockdown on it until Sunday and we shot on that Wednesday. Whoa. So I was sweating it. But like you said, Brandon, I knew I felt. I felt good like it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I did have a, I, I found a backup. It wasn't the right color, but <laughs> sure. I had even found a backup ring, which Man. was a, remarkable. That's awesome. Yeah. It's all about so, the connections. But, but yeah. So for me, I love, I love that every job is different. I love that mm. every job you're looking for new things and it's, it's just fun, but you do, you do start to, you know, make sources and friends in the city that you live in and, you know, mm -hmm. you you take care of them too. You treat yeah. their property with respect. If you damage it, you pay for it. Sure. You know, we're not a Hollywood company coming into town for six weeks. Yeah, and These are your we sources don't abuse. For life, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're my career. So yeah. that's really that, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so would it would it be safe to say that you, in many ways, have got a guy? <laughs> have, for you all, mean for, for everything? Yeah. <laughs> you're one of those people where if you're at a party or you're at the bar or wherever and somebody's like, yeah, you know this thing, I'm yeah, I'm really looking for this. And you're kind of like, I got somebody for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If not, you make one quickly. Yeah. Like I've never had a wrestling ring contact until now. Now you got one. I never had a bearded dragon contact (laughs) until, you know, and now I have a bird lady contact, which has nothing to do with a I got job. a bird. I've got a bird lady, too. <gasps> you do? In Miami. So if you ever do anything in Miami, I got a bird okay. lady. All right. <laughs> Homing, homing, uh, yeah, homing pigeons. Homing pigeons. Oh, yeah. I Let's did do clear. homing pigeons yeah. once. I, I would like to tell this story Go if for we it. have time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. So we were it? doing another job. This was several years ago. I was working with Rob Gray, who was another production designer in town. He's not actually freelancing right at the moment, but we were doing a job and we needed to have a pigeon sit on George Washington's head. It was, I think it was a lottery spot and the pigeon had to flap its wings mm. And we're like, makes total sense. Sure, it does, right? So we're like, okay, is it going to be a model of some sort? Well, we tried to, you know, we didn't have the money to have one made, of course. Yep, like an animatronic. Animatronic yeah. wasn't going to happen. Didn't have the budget. Stuffed animal. Probably we looked at too stuffed cheap. animals. They looked terrible. Yep. We shopped all of that, and finally, we're like, we're going to have to use a real pigeon. We're just going to have to use a real pigeon. We find a guy up in. I think Dayton again. It must be a mecca up there. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a home, homing pigeons. Like he right. actually had homing pigeons, and the day came and he brought thirty pigeons, Whoa. and they did all their business. You know, they would fly in, and he somehow made them come back to him. And we all had to sort of wrangle them a little bit. Nice. But my uh-huh. favorite part was when it came time to put the pigeon in George's hair. Who he was wearing a wig, but yeah. the actor was wearing a wig who was playing George Washington. Not George. He couldn't make it. He couldn't make it. <laughs> so <Occupied. laughs> the, the we're like, well, what if he what if this bird poops in George's wig? He still has a lot of shots to do. That's and yeah. so the the uh, guy who brought the pigeons, he's like, Well, we could probably just like put some tape on his butt. And we what? put gaff tape on this. Yes. You blocked the bird's I swear. Butthole. We did. And <laughs> That's I'm like, amazing. okay, so, but this guy owned them. It yeah. was his idea. He said it was okay. And he said it was okay. We used gaff tape, just yeah. a small bit. And none of us in the room. Wow. A- approve of animal abuse of course no not. that's not abuse though it's, no i'm just saying yeah. in general no Let's absolutely just, yeah disclaimer putting that out there right. alex's wife is my a wife's my wife's a vet yeah i love we love animals so, but anyway yeah no anyway gaff we, tape on a bird's butt that's what we did from pooping uh, in the can i get hair. some gaff uh we've yeah. got a uh aryan <laughs> anal situation <laughs> avian Avian. Arian. It's not a, a, Ariel. White, a white master bird. I mean. Ariel. <laughs> like, oh, geez. That's hilarious. Oh, so man. that's a true story. That's amazing. That is yeah. awesome. Uh, so did you have to like tape its feet down so it wouldn't fly away or did it stay on the head? Somehow, I, you know, I, I don't remember doing anything like that. I guess we were able to keep the bird still long enough for the shot. And that's then, amazing. you know, we wanted him to flap his wings. So we were able to get him to be there just long enough. And then he, of course, wanted to take off. So. Yeah. Huh. That's, so, that's, that's awesome. amazing. Yeah. The was the guy <laughs> was the bird guy uh, Forrest Whitaker from Ghost Dog? <laughs> it was not. Have you guys seen that film? I've never, I've never that seen like, it. No, oh man, he's a samurai. He's an urban samurai. Ghost Dog. Who, that's recent. Well, like, like 2010. Yeah, yeah, it's older. But he's a he's uh, the all the music was done by the RZA from Wu Tang. Yeah, and he is a samurai. He studies the samurai way. Is that where he has he like keeps, dreadlocks? No, he keeps. He usually has a hat on and, oh. or a hood, and he keeps pigeons on the roof. And it's one of the best oh. films Forrest Whitaker's ever done. Mm. Wow. Okay. There's Go a watch recommendation. It. Go, Go watch it. So. All right. Okay. So so far, what we've learned about <laughs> your world is 
You do weird things. You know lots of crazy people with interesting things for props and locations and furniture and stuff. Um, you have to think on your feet. You've got to source content. You have to build stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the building. How You obviously can't do it on your own. No. So what does your team look like? Let's go back to that Armstrong spot we did with the uh, ceiling. How do you build a 20-foot room in an allotted time frame? Mm-hmm. How do you tear it down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you – that was something I didn't think about, and I was kind of right. like, oh, my gosh. Um, and how does that How does that happen? Well – First of all, you have to hire your lead carpenter, your lead builder. And Duke Smith did this job. He had a, an assistant, Steve Seedentoff. I'm trying to remember how many days we gave to the build, but I would guess at least three or four. Was, yeah. yeah. Four. Yeah. Something like and that. And it's, it's sometimes it's, you know, it's literally they're building out the frame for each four by eight section, and we needed five of them. And they also had to install the ceiling, but they first built the walls, mudded them. Yep. I might be wrong on the process exactly. Duke could answer better. But then we picked a paint because we were shooting the painted wall mm-hmm. set first. So And then we had the side prop for the dirty ceiling. Right. Which we was had a different to do, thing. And that was and then we had, had the stain. And then we had yeah. the kick wall. Right. So well, that's something we didn't explain. We actually yeah. didn't explain our second yeah. set. The second set yeah. We decided to turn that into uh, the den, mm-hmm. like Which the basement den. Kung fu enthusiast. Yep. Right. And he, so we decided to be able to make it feel like a completely different spot, that paneling would be paneling. our friend. And it also helped in the speed aspect, I think, if I remember correctly, because you're right. like, we can just plop the paneling right. over top of yes. the previous set. Right. And not Versus only that, but we all, knew that, we all knew that paneling is thin, and we knew it would break easily if we scored it to get a a pattern of like a kapow or a right. kick out kick because through, yeah. in the second spot yeah. the guy kicks the wall and that also we had to do a bump out on that we didn't mm-hmm. just kick the it wasn't just a flat wall on the second set we had a bump out yep. which was pre-built and then installed and so it looked like there was just a re- small return which mm-hmm. gave us the opportunity for the mm-hmm. actor to be able to kick it so we had to re- keep replacing that panel with I think we had done, I don't know, seven yeah. walls that we had pre-scored. And we made, did we put insulation behind yep. it, too, yes, to make it feel did. like a Pink real wall? And so yeah. so for the, for the listener, the context here is the, the whole point of the campaign was this idea that um, if you could – it was called the cover-up campaign. So the kung fu enthusiast is in the den. He's doing his kung fu. He kicks a hole in the wall. He realizes, uh-oh. Then he has a moment where he covers the wall with a painting, which happened to be an amazing Velvet Panther <laughs> Velvet Panther painting, which is yeah. in our studio right now Jaguar. as sort of a trophy from the set. Um, thank you for that. It's amazing. You're it sits by our bourbon cart, and it's so perfect. Um, and so the idea was if you can easily cover up with sort of the male genius of like, I don't need to fix the wall, the hole in the wall. I just need to cover it up with a painting. Um then he has an epiphany. Oh, I don't have to go through and scrape the popcorn ceiling. I can just cover it up with this great product made to cover things up. That was the creative. And so that's mm-hmm. why we, we had to do that. That's why we did the kick in the wall. But that was a big deal for us to figure yeah. out, like, as a team, how did we want it to look? Because it, 
it no longer completely looked like the Wes Anderson symmetrical thing. But mm. we just shifted yep. our just shot enough. a little bit that w- yeah. that we were able yeah. to cheat that. But and that the, was a wonderful set. I yeah. actually loved that set. That was fun. And the key to that, though, is we didn't know, like, could we get the kick in one take? So we had to be prepared to she move. Said we built we had, seven. Yeah, we had to be prepared yeah. to move quickly to swap it out. I think we lucked out and we were able to do it in like two or three. But it was great. We, I mean, all they had to do was, yeah. was pop off the the corner retainers. Yep. You know, pull off the front panel, replace the front panel, mm-hmm. put the corners back on, and right. slide the wall back into place. I right. think each time it took like five minutes to right. reset. It, well, we had really thought yeah. it through on how to do it, and I think that you know we Duke had a lot of input on. Yes. Okay, how do we, how do we, what material can we use that we can do this quickly? Because yep. it, it, Luan probably wasn't going to be it. Right. Um, and then mm-hmm. how do we paint and how do we have all this stuff? I mean, we could have pre-painted all these walls, but this, the, the paneling was a great idea for it. It was clutch. Yeah. 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 And it, it was something that looked kind of dated, which was what we wanted. And mm-hmm. we ended up making it look great with the new ceiling. We used some cool furniture, this really great credenza. Right. That I actually ended See, up oh, buying because I gong. loved it so much. The like gong, the exactly. Gong head from, was exactly. Yeah, yeah. Was, so we had we had several three. Let's just call it three days of build. And once it was built, we had. Let's talk through this. Do we have a full day of set dress, or was it kind of a half day? Did we do a pre light? There was no pre light. It wasn't a pre light, but we did kind of get in there a little bit. Well, we were that bu- was just on the last day of the build. Yeah, I, I yeah. came in. Yeah, I think uh, we were dressing immediately as soon as yeah. they finished the we build. We squeezed it in as soon we, as they did. So it. we were not. Let's be for the listener. We had a, a nice budget. It was decent, but it was not um, extravagant by any means. It wasn't like we had a full day of pre light and a full day just to play around. We still had to hit some numbers, and so that's what I loved about Laura. She respected our budget and said, "Okay." We'll find a way to make it work, and so we kind of just hustled it, and we got it done. Um, but it wasn't we weren't chintzing; it wasn't you know cutting corners, but we had to find ways to just do it more efficient. Work That's within right. The constraints. You have to yeah. work with it in the constraints, and you have to be realistic. And I feel like I have been doing it long enough that now I know how long it's going to take to do something. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to tell you how long it's going to take to do. Th- the build or to do the right. shopping and oh. and so you just sort of start backing yourself out of it from your shoot day as to what you need right. and it ended up working yeah. out. Well, this know? is one so, of those projects where we can go back to how important pre-production really is. Absolutely. If we didn't spend the time doing the mm-hmm. you know picking out the props, doing the you know finding the dragon, doing all this stuff beforehand, we would have been screwed. Right. You know? And I think right. too the communication's a big thing. I mean, throughout the whole process, I was getting text left and right from Laura. Hey, what do you think? And she texted me like pictures of like robes and props and lamps. Cause you know, we don't have the, we didn't have the budget in this one to just buy everything. So mm-hmm. we had to be efficient. And so one of those ways was, okay, well I'm out looking. So I'm just going to snap you pictures, make a decision. We're going to be efficient instead of buying eight things that we may or may not be able to return. We're going to buy just the one and we're going to have to make the decision now right Mm -hmm. and i loved that you were very reactive to everything i sent and i got a quick response i don't always get that so thank you i'm a texter (laughs) i'm a texter well Um, the the beauty of of a cell phone or ipads now the it's just i don't even know how we used to do our job we took polaroids yeah i bet and took it back to our our leader and would ask what we the time in between so so let me ask you this i know in alex's world 
he gets asked to shoot stuff that some of it is like, hey, here's a 7D. Some of it is, hey, you can build an Alexa package. Is there a, that big of a spectrum in your world where, you know, are you are you brought in on smaller budgets or typically it has to be a good enough budget to merit your position? Talk about it. Well, I mean, I have a day rate like everyone and it m- mostly just it's how if I can look at a project and say, you don't have the money to do this. You know, you just don't. Or or it's a job I really want to do. Like I've done plenty of movies. If it's for a friend, mm-hmm. um, you know, then you do the project. But so, commercially, I think you have to be fair to other people that are doing what, what we all do for a living. Yeah. And you have to stay true to what you do and keep to your rate for jobs that are, you know, in the commercial world, I gotcha. guess I'll say. So let's let's step outside of this case study we've been talking about. So not everything you do is building a 20-foot set. Right. Sometimes you have a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, you know, maybe sometimes you're in a house and really you're there to just sort of make what's there look better. Definitely. Give us some of those examples. Sure. Of, give us like a small example of like here's like a tiny thing, simple, not a ton of build, and then maybe blow it out even further. Well, we definitely go into homes very often and we have to either work with the furniture they have or there have been times when we go into a home and we unload what they have into an empty truck. We bring in what we've brought. We always have to do a rental truck, almost always with most jobs, depends on how much you have to move. But we are movers. That's what Mm -hmm. we do. So we go in and we redress the home. We always, I mean, take pictures of how the home is before we go in there. We always redress it back, but, you know, or sometimes it might just be, we're going to live with this furniture. Now we just want you to bring in some color. So Mm. we'll bring in new pillows. We'll bring in new curtains. We'll bring in throws. Artwork. Artwork is a big deal in Mm. our world because you can't use artwork that doesn't have clearance. So you can't just go to Bed Bath & Beyond or Target and buy artwork off the shelf and expect really? to use it. I didn't it. know that. You'd have to pay for the Absol- rights to use it. And yeah, yeah, you have to get a release form signed. Huh. Interesting. So normally I also, that's another thing I like to have a handful of sources to ha- be able to, you know, go to them and say, I need this, I need that. And then you get it printed out or it's artwork that's already done. I've got somebody you need to meet. Great. See, another good yeah. source. Yeah. So I've got somebody okay. who they license Tons of artwork to places like Bed Bath and Beyond. That would be and a good source. Home or uh, not? No, no. What's the one where? Um, uh, not to be political, but the the place where they uh, Pier One. No, the the place where you can't have uh, birth control. Uh, Hobby Lobby. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hobby Lobby. Um, they source things to those places, right? And they own all of the copyrights. That's fabulous. So we'll, don't say his yeah. name. We'll talk. Just yeah, give it yeah. To me. we'll talk you're, after you're, offline. You're the one. We'll talk You've offline. Chosen. Yeah, you need to know this. <laughs> no, person. that that yeah. would be Huge. great because awesome. you know that it's there's always artwork because it that's mm-hmm. real. People have artwork in their home mm-hmm. and yeah. So okay, you know, so you're you're dressing up houses that mm-hmm, are existing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've built a um, wrestling ring. What's something else that you might do on a soundstage that's not as big as a wrestling ring sure. or a twenty foot room? Well, I've I when I first got in the business, which was over 20 years ago now, I I came in and Redna, which is a part of was a part of Procter and Gamble at the time, they did all the test commercials for all their products. So we were doing a lot of demonstration type work, which 
would be toilet paper um, side by sides. <laughs> I don't want to see the demo for that one. <laughs> I know yeah. there there are stories I've heard, uh, not that I was involved in, but we would do things like you would literally trim the the perf lines. You would trim that so it was clean and get stacks and stacks of individual sheets of toilet paper. We would sort through Doritos and find the perfect shape Dorito and toss out the bad ones. This is Pringles amazing. the same way. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, any bounty that we would measure out, you know, you were very, it was very scientific when you would do a liquid yeah. drop. It was, it was fun. It's like, there are all sorts of different types of things you do when you're in the art department. Mm. And I've been lucky enough to work on a lot of different things in this town. So yeah. uh, that, that was always, we did a lot of things with uh, bounty tied, you know, yeah. we did grass Home stains. Yeah. We would do grass yeah. stains in shirts we had to use special grass stain. Oh, I do remember a Swiffer job where we needed lint and because we were picking it up off the floor and we they wanted pink. And so we didn't have pink lint. So we had to send someone to homes in the neighborhood to the to late to knock on the door lint. and say, "Do you mind looking in your dryer and seeing if you have any pink lint?" Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And I think someone found it. I That's mean, amazing. you know, crazy little things like That's that so that we'd have to yeah. do. Well, talking about a crazy thing, one of the things, going back to our case study with the Armstrong thing we did, was on our textured popcorn ceiling, we needed a stain. Right. So walk us through your approach to that because you had like mm -hmm. a strategy. <laughs> I did. And my first thought, so I how think, do we, is... <laughs> how do we make this ceiling look really nasty? Right. Well... We needed to make it look like a water stain, so immediately coffee is usually a really good staining thing. So mm -hmm. I think we used coffee, but we also maybe added a little, uh, maybe just some some actual dark stain. Mm -hmm. And but we just fooled around with it, and we just start painting and dab it on and test it and see how it looks. And you were yeah. pretty satisfied well, with well, what we did. Out, you brought out like a. A wep like a weapon, like it was like what a, did I use? your I'm tool. You had a, some sort of heat gun. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were drying it with the heat <laughs> you gun. Brought out well, you burned, right. kind of yeah. singed the edges. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Thank you. See, I forgot yeah. we did. So that. it was this. It was this great. I loved it because I'm like I don't get to do that all the time. And so it was yeah. fun to like kind of watch you guys because you guys have all the these like you had like all these tools on set and like you're just like oh yeah give me that thing and you're like heating <laughs> it and you're crisping it and it was it's. It's really funny and to be on set sometimes and like we had like at least three or four people sitting around like talking about was it enough crisp? Did it need more crisp? <laughs> was the stain too over the top? Was yeah. it in like Yeah. It's so funny that like we sometimes get so in depth on the silliest things, but dude, it's crazy. But they and pay that, off, and in that the was a—that's a small one. Like w you know, it, when we do a food, wait till we do a food job. Oh yeah, <laughs> like and then you yeah. have the agency person oh, yeah. that is yeah, in yeah. charge food. of the cucumber. Oh well, we that, did a you know, we did selling. a um, I produced a food a food shoot yeah. um, with uh, Larry over at Riverside, and I mean, I swear we took. It's not. We took 20 minutes about where the specific peppercorn was going to be yeah, placed. Exactly. Absolutely. It's very specific. Yeah. yeah. They look really good, but it was like, yeah. come on, guys, we got to ship. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. Um, I've heard stories about <laughs> bean yeah. counters and bean <laughs> sorters for, you know, Bush's Nuts. beans. It's a, it's quite a process. Yeah. It's, but it all pays off. It's all about the end product. Yeah. So, so that's awesome, man. Cool. So, um, 
So what are the things, how have you seen this industry? So you've been doing it for a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, What have you seen in the industry? How has it changed? Are you getting caught on the same jobs? Are those jobs budgets getting bigger? Are they getting smaller? Talk about it. Well, number one, budgets are definitely smaller than they used to be. Um, As I mentioned, I did start out working a lot on P&G products where we had very good budgets. Um, You know, I came in as a, I worked as a production assistant for the first few years when I came in. So I had to decide, you know, when you come in as a PA, you're, you're doing anything from picking up talent at the hotel to running the film to the airport to Delta mm-hmm. Dash at the end of the night, which we don't do anymore. But <laughs> but you get to see the you whole You get to see spectrum. everything. Yeah. And, and I got to see pick your every path. department. Yep. And I, I, I knew I wanted to do art. And I ended up being able to work under some great people um, that are all still in this town, uh, Judy Davis, Mary Seguin, Nancy Gilmore, mm-hmm. Sarah Young, Rob Gray. I hope I'm not missing people, but I trained under some really great people. And, you know, it's an apprenticing job. You learn under other people. You see what happens in the business. It's not something you can learn in school. You know, I did mm-hmm. my internship at the Cincinnati Film Commission, but I still... Nice. Had no idea what it really yeah. did was. You, did you go to school for anything related to art or filmmaking? Not really. I went to NKU, yeah. and I have a degree in journalism, okay. and I have a minor in radio TV. So communications, yeah. Right. Yeah. So radio TV, I did. that's why I ended up doing my internship at the Film Commission, nice. which was, um, Kristen wasn't there then, mm-hmm. but Lori Holiday was there. Which is funny you say radio and TV, because we found out that she used to be a radio yeah. DJ. <laughs> she was a DJ. <laughs> Who, Kristen? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know Yeah, she that. did the weather and the traffic report. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. That's funny. So uh, we're, Kristen, we're talking about, she's on the... Cincinnati at Sundance episode, which is like episode 33. Yeah. If you listen um, to this one, it it's out. like two episodes prior. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That's interesting. So yeah. um, so you apprentice, you learn yeah. under all these I learned, people. I and did. Then, and I knew, you know, eventually you, you work as an assistant long enough under someone. And then mm-hmm. lo and behold, one day someone asks you to be the lead. Bump you up. And so you do. And, and somebody else asks And you, you crush it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I crushed and then, it. Do you remember what your yeah. first job was? Like, I, or one uh, of the biggest I ones do. where you were the lead? I do. I do. Yeah. It was an Olay spot Ooh, and it was with beauty. um a, yes a director adam santelli well, is in oil of la or no. like that yes it is a, or, it the, is. or the ole wasn't that like a chip like a no. fat oil chip thing what no it's Olay. Olay. you know what i'm talking about I do, right i do that it's an ingredient it's like that a goes supplement in. For, instead of butter or fat it's like ole but it gave everybody di- uh, diarrhea o l e with the or the whatever accent <laughs> yeah. ole Ole. No, no Ole is oil O-L-A-Y. of Ole, but they yeah. dropped oil of gotcha. several years back gotcha. because it was a negative it's sounding a lotion, thing. Right? Sure. It's a it's a beauty cream. Beauty cream. Many yeah. I mean they have cleansers. It yeah. defies aging. Exactly. It, it defies aging. Done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so that, that was your first That was my first big one. It was my first big one and it was a huge build. Yeah. And it was when we back when we did have really decent budgets and um it was it was fun. It was very stressful. It's a very stressful yeah, position, yeah. you know, because you it's money on the line. It's money on the line. It's very um, it's very condensed in the time world. You mm-hmm. you have, you know, our projects are never any longer than two weeks. You know, they sure. they're usually shorter than that, and you have a lot to accomplish in a in a time frame. But it's it is how we operate, and that's how we've been trained to operate. Mm-hmm. So it it can happen, and that's kind of our 
our theme, we know that we can make anything happen with the right amount of time and money. Sure. It's yeah. just you can. And part of you, I would assume, is part psychologist because every director and company you work with mm-hmm. is different. So you got to kind of, in a short true. time, figure out how they work right. in order That's to cut true. through the mud, right? Yeah, because you don't have time for any kind of bullshit. You just yeah. don't. <laughs> you have to, you just have to, like I said, share meaning, mm-hmm. figure out what they want. Make it happen. Yep. And and all along the path, I like to make sure that everybody's communicating. And I always communicate with my producer and my director and make sure that they're both on the same page mm-hmm. and know what's going on. And you, that way you can keep moving forward and you don't have any questions. Exactly. I feel like that's uh, applicable to pretty much every yes. position and department yeah. in the film industry. Yeah. Just be straightforward and get it done. This is great. These, yeah. these podcasts have been amazing. They are. I mean, we we're get these amazing yeah. talent that are coming in here and just giving away yeah. all their I, I have a question. So since we're, we're starting about, we're starting about, it's, that's the bourbon kicking in. We're <laughs> talking about starting out in the film industry, specifically in the art department. Mm-hmm. For someone out there who's looking, maybe they know they're a PA now mm-hmm. and they know that they want to go into the art department, any right. words of advice, ways to well, go? If, if you're in the art department, you're never going to sit down on set. That's the number one thing. You're always moving. Um, I, I would encourage anyone who's interested in art department to just walk up to the people. If you're a PA, and I've I've seen it, people either get it or they don't, and it's it's almost automatic. They either understand how to anticipate, mm-hmm. but just just pay attention when you're on a set mm-hmm. and, and kind of see what you like or what you think you might like, and then give it a shot and just put it out there and say, hey, I w- I'm interested in art department. And that way you know, okay, I remember um, that girl said she might be interested. Maybe she could work as an art PA. And, yeah. you know, art department is, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, but it's very physical. And it's, it's we we unload trucks and, and then we load them back yeah. up at the end <laughs> of the day. You guys are always going. Yeah. Are there any yeah. specific skills you think that somebody in the art department should have, like building something or well, making something. If or... you're if you're a set builder, you obviously better know how to be a carpenter. Yeah. I mean, you have to know some basic carpentry skills to do that. But um, as far as other things, you it's it's like, great if you can have design, a good eye or you know, you interior know, decorating or stuff like that. Sure, I guess it's always good to know styles. I mean, I I feel like I don't even always know all the terminology <laughs> of what that is. Mm-hmm. But if you can describe it, I feel like I can yeah. usually get it. But I don't know if it's. I guess I don't want to discourage people from going to film school. I'm sure you can <laughs> yeah. learn a lot in film school. <laughs> but I would say work on any project that you can because you'll learn. Yeah. Absolutely. Do the freebies. Do the freebies and see what you like. Yeah. And you, you. I can tell you right now, you're either gonna like it, the very first time you work on it, or you're not. Mm-hmm. Or you're not. I mean, I remember the very first job I ever worked on. I was at the film commission, and S. B. Weathersby. Yeah. He's an assistant director in the city and he was on it and he must have reached out to the film commission and said, I need a couple of PAs. I didn't know what that was. I had no idea what in the world film production, (laughs) production assistant was. And I had been in the restaurant business for eight years and had worked at some nice restaurants. Uh And, you know, I was like, all right, I'll, he said, can you go pick up some bagels and some cream cheese? I'm like, yeah, I guess I can go do that. I can go pick up some cream cheese. So I get the bagels and the cream cheese and I go to set not knowing what to expect. This is a home shopping network show and a, there's tons of people, tons of equipment. I mean, imagine the first time you walk on a set. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, I'm in charge of putting this food on the table. 
I did craft service for probably another year after that, but I had no idea what it was. Wow. And I remember, this is a true story too. I was on, Bernie Dortman was the DP. And, Interesting. Uh-huh. At uh, Midwest. Yeah, he own, yeah. is really? one of the owners at Midwest. <laughs> That's he awesome. He was the DP on the job. SB was I'm going to call Bernie. Director. I'm calling Bernie. <laughs> hey, Bernie. Replace me with Bernie. Yeah. I, need a, I need a DP. <laughs> oh, he could do it. Do it. I'm sure he's great. So Bernie is on set, and I I think I'm on, it might be our second day that I've been there. I'm like, okay, this is really kind of weird. And I had, all these people kept asking me to do things. Mm. So I had a notepad that I would write stuff down because I'm like, I can't remember all the stuff they keep asking me. So this other kid that had been an, the, at the film commission with me mm-hmm. is there, and Bernie's like, I need a half apple. The kid that no. I'm working it's a true story. <laughs> I know exactly. It's, I know because it's a story you've heard, but it's, I swear to God, I, yeah. it's, it's no, my no. first job and it's I'm true. I'm laughing externally, but you please finish. <laughs> so this, the, this boy that I had been working with, I can't remember his name and he's not in the business anymore. He left set without anyone knowing and he went to the grocery and he got an <laughs> apple. And like I, an edible fruit. Apple, a, an a edible fruit apple, apple. Oh. and and so and he came to set and he cut it in half and he put he walked up to Bernie and it had to have been a thirty minute maybe later yeah he get he's like here's your half apple if you need the other half it's over on the counter what I wanted to see the look on Bernie's face I don't think he said anything wow so for for everyone else out there uh, the an most apple amazing story yeah, I've ever heard so an apple is typically on a film set referring to an apple box, which is a piece of wood <laughs> used to elevate items on the yes. set. Not a right. And they fruit. come in and they come in different sizes. Yeah, they come in, Full apple, yeah. a half apple, or a quarter. A, well, and then pancake. you get into other varieties, pancake. Yeah. Right. And then some people start you, you got cities that connect to the boxes. <laughs> right. I, I I'm so, I feel heist. so glad that he asked for a half apple and not yeah. a pancake. Oh my god! Because if that kid amazing. went home and made a pancake <laughs> and brought it back, so let so oh, here's a, so here's a takeaway: uh, if you're gonna be on set, get on the internet, Google film terms, know the terminology, and at least yeah. have a have a have an idea of hey, there's because there's other than uh, that, there's some ones that are also probably offensive and crude. Yeah, and just realize well, that no mean, one's trying to offend those you. Those won't be in the textbooks, Brandon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is hilarious, though. Yeah, uh, half, half and uh, and and of course, for me at the time, it meant nothing. And yeah. over the years, I've heard SB tell the story, and yeah. it's it is it's a true story. I, I was heard, there I always thought happened. that was like a myth. It's not a, a myth. legend of some it's kid. Not. Yeah. It is wow. a true story. A half Man. apple. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's hilarious. This has been so great. So, will you come back on the show? Sure. So, because I feel like you've, we've had so many great people, but like, yeah, I just the you guys are you guys are you're you're what make this industry and this community come alive. You guys got so many stories. Um, yeah. So, well, this is one. Specific, yeah, we got the keep arts this department. Going. I'm just saying, like, there are lots in of departments terms of, you could talk to. Yeah, but in terms of crazy stories and things, like sure. this is something. Mm-hmm. The next time we talk to you, you'll have some other story about. Oh, yeah. I needed to find a you know cobra or something. Right. Sure, yeah. sure. Oh, I don't know if I want. Yeah. They, they're poisonous, right? Like a defanged cobra. Um, okay. So you'll call the bearded dragon guy, and he'll yeah. recommend yeah. his buddy Gutierrez. And, well, you know. here's the thing, I, and, I, and I, we've got a little bit more time, but I want to yeah. find out because this is always, you know, we've got a couple questions on the show, and this is what you know mm. people really dig. This, 
what are you watching right now? What what's inspiring <laughs> you? Do you have time to like get into some films or shows or what are you hip to? What do we need to know about? Well, what's I'm up? I'm a little behind actually on a couple of things, but but I will tell you what I'm I am into watching. Um, uh, what isn't old that I just saw The Revenant was uh, outstanding. Wow, outstanding. Right? Yep, loved it. And then is uh, a Mad Men. I'm still finishing yes. up six and Man, seven. I gotta watch it. I, it's been in my queue. We, I tried it yeah. and it didn't it. click for me. Dude, and then he, I love it, man. Well, I know, but I'm saying I tried it and I just couldn't get it. And yeah. then you came back recently and we're like, oh my god, I I watched it. It's awesome. I gotta watch it. And then now you're so now I gotta watch yeah, it. You, you it's right to. up your bourbon right. drinking. It's fantastic. Okay. I mean, you they watch just... it and it makes you want to drink bourbon. Great, really. I mean, Seriously. they okay. drink in the morning there. So, but you from your perspective, I can see why oh, you love the it because the whole thing is right? just yeah. like take us back to 1970 60 no, reading 60. some article about how they uh were encouraged to leave the sets scuffed and dirtied and mm. or dirty them up as it progressed throughout the office right as they stay there so somebody they'd be walking by and the art director would you know go into the office and they'd see a scuff on the door and be like oh wait is that did we do that or was that grip? Should right, we clean that? Right. And then they have to refer back to stills yeah. and see, uh, uh, no, no, okay, we did do that, you know? Well, and those are things that are interesting that, like, from the DP's point of view, like, yeah. there are times when some people, they want a spotless window. And then there are other times you start to clean a window and people will freak out. The Stop. DP will yeah. be like, duh. Yeah. It's like, did you see the girl with the pearl earring? Did you see the uh, movie? I didn't see I didn't that. Okay, well, it's a Vermeer painting. I mean, he, yeah. it's oh, the yeah. artist, but the big deal is that his windows had this grime for years and years and then someone cleaned and cleaned the windows and so new light came in. So there's a transition in his art Oh, I wow. don't know how true that is, but sure. the transit because, because the light was different. Yeah. But it sounds great. It's yeah, great well, it is. It sounds great, <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it's basically you know what you do. The lighting to me, I'm always I like talking to the DP about. Yeah, you know, because we're dealing with lamps, we're dealing with. Yeah, light is like that's the next best thing for me. Yeah. According yeah. to Brandon, light just, is the thing. All I it do is. is push buttons. According to Brandon, <laughs> that well. is true. <laughs> That's all you do. <laughs> on and, and talk off. about nerdy stuff. Recording. Uh, hit the uh, red is one. Is this the thirty two nine four? Great, thanks. <laughs> hit, Appreciate that. Hit the red one to go. Yeah. That mm -hmm. is not right. true. <laughs> you are a sculptor of light. Uh, I am the light. God, no. we got it. We have to post that video, especially the spoof one. Okay, so so that's cool. What do you? Uh, so the other thing we always like to know is what are you working on? Well, what I, you got in the hopper, and you can use code words. That's fine. I'm I I did just work on the one that had the uh, the wrestling ring, which I didn't say what was what sure. it was for, and I'm not going to because it's not on air yet. Sure. But it's pr probably pretty close. But we also got to build a time portal. What? Like a Stargate time yes! portal? And Duke helped with that one too, and it was awesome. that was really a fun portal. Yeah. Cool. So there's a lot of light. light. Is there lights involved and there stuff? There are lights involved and and yes. there's a lot of post work involved. So I haven't seen That's what happens because it was green screen. That's awesome. But yeah, it was yeah. fun. That's For cool. a, you know, on our side of the world, it was a lot of fun. And was it was that cool. a challenge in a studio or outside? It was or? in a studio. Oh, cool. Yeah, Midwest. Yeah. Our, our friends. Our buddies at Midwest. Our buddies. Yeah. yeah. They they haven't been on the show yet. We they gotta get them on. The show. Yeah. We gotta oh, get them on. All of them and bourbon. Oh, look. They will have they will have so many stories from back in the day. Legends because they came. They from, do have legends. They yeah. have legendary stories. They came yeah. from actual 
you know, in working departments. Absolutely. And then started the company. And then, right. You know, yeah. I mean, Quincy worked on uh, a river runs through it and ha- tons yeah. of other things. I mean, what a yeah. beautiful film. Yep. I mean, they all have great stories. So we can't I wait. encourage you to have all. Next time you see them, make sure to nudge them and be like, I hey, will. hey, hey. Get yeah. on there. Cool. Yeah. Could you get so, fit that many chairs in here? Uh, man, we'll, we'll try. We'll get like two or three. Yeah. Of them. We'll yeah. get them in here. All right. So what, what are you excited about right now? Is there anything on the horizon? Any new sort of things you're trying? You're wanting to test out? What What's the thing that you're excited about? Well, I am excited that I actually have some time off, which is also a beautiful. It's always a beautiful thing when you're a freelancer, and I'm I'm embracing and <laughs> loving it. Like to sleep in. Um, I just because I've met this bird lady, I kind of have this idea about doing a story on these. I don't want to say who they are because I don't want anybody to Yeah. like, I haven't talked to them about it, but they are wildlife saving women. Like they save nice. wild birds and they're characters. I can already tell that this they're characters. And I, I don't know what, role the art department would have but mm. i feel like they have a story that needs to be so told. would it be documentary or yeah it could be documentary oh, or, or a short story I'm, kind yeah. of thing i'm just i'm interested i'm, in. I'm interested in, I'm in. doing so things. if you need okay anything. if you need partnership okay call me i, I love I have, it already all right i've talked to yeah. one person and i said if you i need you to sort of think about it and yeah. pass on it if you don't want it because i move i need to move yeah. on because it sounds great yeah they're um two uh you know they're they're like registered with states. And you had me at bird lady. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's so, so fun. yeah, that's where I'm that's at. Great. You know, we're in a new house, and so I'm kind of loving just chilling there. And that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. I forgot to say too. I do love Downton Abbey, and I'm really sad. It's the ah, final season. Uh, it's that was beautifully so shot. It's beautifully got, shot. It's got robes, right? No, it's it's, got what? It's old school. He brain. Okay, so this is a a recurring thing. He doesn't. He can't do like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, anything. Lord of the Rings. It's a it's a period film in London. In in do they wear long coats? Jesus, they don't. It's the nineteen. It's like the nineteen (laughs) twelve to nineteen thirty or something. Ball gowns. All right, I'll try. Gorgeous. I'll try. It's gorgeous. I'll try it. It's the back of the house and the front of the house, and the way they shoot each one is is both different. Which I you would I I no I've I've seen my wife watches it. it. My wife, I I love the way it looks. I just can't really. I know it's soap opera. It's a bit soap opera. Yeah, but they kind of beautiful desaturate and all the it's kind of muted for the back of the house, and then you know but the way they move. Golden and yeah, boom. it's yeah. They're I think they're maybe handheld or yeah. or Steadicam for back of the house. I'm not positive. Stylistically, Fun. it's all yeah. very very cool. Oh, it's beautiful. That's actually something I do want to bring up uh, really quick. Going back to the Armstrong spot is is another way. To, so the art direction really helps sell the transition between uh, previous and in the new one on right. the Armstrong spots. Oh, but yeah. then also. Uh, something that happened in the post-production process was the color. We actually, it started oh, out yeah. a little desaturated and a little muddy and gross. And then we bumped it up right. uh, via our buddy, uh, William. William. Mm-hmm. Where, where's he at again? He's in New Hampshire, man. New Hampshire. It's just, I don't, I've never met William. Yeah. I mean, kind of. We've, we've talked quite a bit, but. Um, Facebook. He he <laughs> lives in, uh, he lives in somewhere. I picture him somewhere. Remote in the mountains of New Hampshire mm. in a log yeah. cabin yeah. with Da Vinci Resolve. Just, wow. just that's what I picture. Toil- I'm gonna, toiling. I yeah. just, I don't, I, that's what I want it to be. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you a, might not want to really <laughs> know. I don't ever want to know. Yeah. Right. But no, uh, William yeah. reached out to me. Um, 
you know, through the internets, man. And uh, we've connected and he does great work. So yeah, there you go. But that's something else to take into consideration. And one of the biggest things when I'm talking with the art department on a set is color. Yeah. Like color, color, color. What what does this need to feel like? Right. Color is a huge matter. Sometimes you want a lot and sometimes you don't. Yeah. Color theory. That's, I feel like if if one thing art should help with is color theory. Like what colors go together, don't go together. What's going to contrast. Right. So what can look part. like a hot mess? Yeah. Which could you might be a want good it. thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Might be a good you thing. You might want purple next to green mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. Are uh, you excited about anything else? Oh, let's see. What else am I excited about? Work-wise? Yeah. Well, or life or just uh, about the city maybe? Oh, the city. I think, yeah. you know, in our city right now, I although our budgets are not where they used to be, I'm so happy that the movies have returned. Mm-hmm. You know, when I worked at the Film Commission, it was at the tail end of Rage in Harlem, Public Eye, Milk Money, Little Man Tate. Mm-hmm. You know, all that had just finished up. And then we had our cold spell. You know, we had traffic. Sure. But yeah. I feel like our city right now, while I would love to have a lot more video projects right we do have the movies um i do some print stuff as well to help sort of even everything out I think that's where you and i met actually oh yeah because you were doing a video for grandin row yeah. right yeah that yeah. is that's so true. that's where we met years right. years ago yeah four or five years ago yeah. yeah so you know you have to wear a lot of hats and you have to hustle in this business yeah. but by the way that i have a question is that like uh, worlds away from the video side or is that any different the print side versus video on the art department uh, the print world is a lot different than video it's not quite as much volume as like when you're shooting a picture you have a very end and beginning frame and it's smaller when it's video you know you could you you could pan from one corner of the room to the next, which is just yeah, way more than that. you ever see. And there's a lot of movement and there's a lot more to look for. But the other thing in video, it's a little more forgiving because you are moving mm-hmm. yeah. and still it's permanent. The viewer sits there and picks apart each different they can, part They have of the, the opportunity to pick it apart. Well, but with the, but the beauty of Photoshop, they don't, you don't have any mistakes anymore. No. So, uh, you know, I came from when I did print when you were working from a Polaroid and we were using film. We didn't have yeah. digital. Now that it's digital, well, it's a completely think about different this, world. Though. Think about this. Have you been asked yet to do art direction for a VR shoot where it's 3D? No, deal. I haven't. Because I was just that today. Would be fun. Today, Drew Greenwell, who's the lead in tech development at Leap Agency, who's our parent company for Leapframe, he was in the office today and had one of the um, Oculus with the, the Sam with the Samsung. Oh, and he had Samsung a, VR. Yeah, yeah. and he or had a gear. demo. Samsung he gear. had a demo that was actually pretty rad. Because I'm a skeptic on VR. I've done yeah. some. It makes me sick, and it's kind of a gimmick. I did one today that was pretty rad where I was literally, it was a GoPro one, and I looked to my right, and I was looking at the surfer, and I looked to my left, and I was in a barrel. Wow. And it was rad. I felt like I was in it. And the other one- wave. Yes. The other one I looked at, you would appreciate, it was like a teaser, a VR experience teaser for Deadpool. Yeah. And I'm standing in the middle of the room, I've got this VR thing on, and I look left- and right, I spun in a 360 circle, and there was stuff happening everywhere, up and down. Was it in motion, or was it a still No, frame? they were like... Uh, Frozen it was the in Deadpool, battle? Deadpool, yeah. No, the Deadpool character was in a bar just like goof, being goofy in different uh, scenes. Like, nice. he was multiplied. 
But if you were the art director on that scene, like it was no more, it was no longer about where's the frame. Yeah. It's everything <laughs> hit the room. Right. Because yeah. literally everything in the room was the frame. So right. that will be a whole new world. <laughs> I'm so excited. As it goes there. Yeah. I will say though, and we'll say this for another episode. Huh. I'm going to go ahead and make a proclamation right now. VR is still a gimmick. Uh, I think that's going places. I think it's going to be a, a big deal. That's what I do. I honestly. say things that are incendiary. <laughs> it's a you gimmick. Do. It was fun. It was a gimmick. And what I do is I say, Brandon, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I but, say, no, it's yeah. going to be a big deal. True. I but, can't wait to see who wins. I know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not a battle. I, we typ- love each other. I typically win. He always wins. Yeah. Not really. Um, so <laughs> I, anyway. I feel like in the art department, we dress a world you and do. we see a corner. You do. You yeah. know, we always dress more than what we're going to see in sure. video because they're like, oh, I don't know. We might see over here. And, yeah. you know, they want to cover their ass. And I get that. That's yep. yeah. that's. And then, and we have to do that. We have to be prepared. Absolutely. So we always have a few things in our back pocket. And you know what? That's exactly what we do here on the show is we try to bring a broad spectrum of content. We've talked about filmmaking in the Philippines, which actually hit the headlines of filmmaking magazines at uh, one of the festivals. There was some there big was, Philippine there filmmakers. Was a Philippine director did an eight-hour yeah, film eight hour about film. the and, history uh, of Philippines. You know, a couple of weeks prior, we were talking about Philippine filmmakers. So yeah. we're bringing you great content, great people, but what we do great talent. is we – this world already exists. We don't have to create it. No. And we just each week focus on it's a different corner yeah. like Laura's. Yeah. Yeah, and there so. are a lot of great people in this city. Yeah, there really are a lot are. of good people. Yeah, yeah. I we're love lucky. I love the people I work with. Well, yeah. and we're super excited. We really appreciate you coming on. We, we're going to have you back because you've to. got way more stories to share. We got a lot more to talk about. Oh, yeah, more bourbon to drink. There's Absolutely, more bourbon's got to yeah. drink. Um, we got to get some recommendations from you. Do you? By the way, let's let's end on this if we can. Are you a big bourbon aficionado? I'm not an aficionado. I'm not. But, but I, you drink it every once in a while. Sure. Do you have a favorite? I've always loved Basil Hayden. It's super smooth. Oh, nice. there you go. And yeah. I've heard, though, it doesn't have like as much alcohol content, but I yeah. don't think it's like that much lower. No. Right. But it's very tasty. Good nice. call. That's a good one. Yeah. Have you had it? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just good. You know, it's yeah. just good. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. It's great. Well, yeah. get yourself a Basil Hayden. Yeah. Tune in uh, after this episode. Go back and listen to past episodes. Um, Learn about different positions. Yeah, it's and a lot that. of fun. Yeah, and um, moving forward, we're we're moving into March. We are, and we've it's only got one month away I from know. our NAB special month. I know we're going to NAB, and we're going to be bringing you exclusive content. Yeah. In addition to that, right now in March, we're going to bring you content. We've got a DP from New York City, do who's going to be on Angus. We also have um, some other guys, right? We do. I'm working on a couple other, other yeah, people. Yeah, I've got too. some leads, so nothing's really locked down yet. But that's kind of the nature of the show. We just kind of go yep. with the flow. So, so we're going to be bringing you content from different places. I got another guy um, out in San Francisco that could be interesting. So we'll see what we can line up. Yeah, but it's yeah. been what a great month. In By February. the way, if if there's anything specifically that you want to hear, we do have a website. And it's ftbpodcast.com. Yep. And there's a link on the top right that says, ask us anything. Yeah, we'd love to hear so from you. So there, you can drop us a line and say, hey, I really want to know about whatever department sure. or whatever Absolutely. type of shoot or whatever. So just drop us a line, let yeah. us know. Or shout out and follow us on Twitter at ftbpodcast mm-hmm. and on Instagram at ftbpodcast. Yeah, we're active everywhere. What about you? Can people get in touch with you? Yeah. 
How do they do it? Only by a phone number. Okay, so here's here's the deal. I don't deal. have a website. That's I don't all right. have a card. This is, this is, but you travel, right? I do. Okay, so here's the deal. If you've listened today and you're like, you know what? I really like her vibe. And you're mm-hmm. like, I, and, and we're going to post, um, we're going to post the Armstrong spots, but maybe you can send me some links of some other work you've done. Sure. Okay. And we'll post that on our blog at fdbpodcast.com. And mm-hmm. if you're like, you know what? I really dig her vibe. Uh, reach out to us on ftbpodcast.com, ask us anything, and say, hey, I really want to get a hold of Laura, and we'll connect the dots for you. We will. I Thank feel like guys. this is like that. Uh, uh, God, the sales TV shows. We're like a like, dating service. Well, no, where they're like selling a necklace. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, connecting. If you like what you saw here today, <laughs> yeah. for only five easy payments. Yes. So five to nine, if nine, you're nine. a director out there and you really want your vision to come to life, Laura's available. Contact us at ftbpodcast.com. Good lord, you should do. It that feels a little dirty. We're it like does. We're pimping. It right does. Now. Pimping, yeah. We're art pimping. Yeah, we need to get you in contact with everybody. Oh well. Yeah. Well, hey, it's been yeah. a lot of fun. It has. It has. One heck of a show. It's been a great Thanks, month guys. with some great people. Cheers. I enjoyed it. Cheers. Thanks so much. And uh, see you next week. Later. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.